0: the We Knew the Moon podcast is now the official podcast of the Goddess Temple Twickenham. Find out more on their website, www.goddesstempletwickenham.org, or find the Goddess Temple Twickenham on Facebook and Instagram.
1: Hi everyone, welcome to We Need a Moon. My name's Tracy, and I'm here with Dee. Hi! And today we are going to do a podcast episode on crystals, crystal healing, gemstones, tumbler stones, precious stones. What do you like to call them, Dee? Um, My favourite rocks. (laughs) Favourite rocks, whatever you want to call them. They've got a huge history, these stones. And there's a bit of science in there I've managed to find for you to to 2D. So Mm. I'm going to be talking about the different types of stones, their uses, their history, the sciencey side. We'll go into a little bit about birthstones as well. Some people associate different stones with their birthstone and just some hints and tips on how to use them. I can't believe I'm actually doing an episode on gemstones, and I call them gemstones, crystals, because up until about a year and a half ago, two years ago, they weren't really much part of my life. I have healing books, and I did a degree in skincare and cosmetic science. I studied essential oils um, and lots of natural healing practices. And I don't know about you, Dee, but I always skipped over the crystal book, because I just couldn't connect how a little stone and my sciencey brain how a rock could essentially have so many different meanings physically, emotionally, spiritually. I just didn't get how it worked.
0: Yeah, I definitely have been getting more into it as I get older and it has a special place in my heart because we bonded over crystals because you were selling some gorgeous jewellery and you still do in your shop and we were talking about the different meanings of the different stones and that's how we kind of got talking, isn't it?
1: It is. They helped me label all the jewellery in my shop and taught me through all the different meanings and gradually helped me build my love and bond for them. But what's really interesting is that subconsciously there was something different going on with me because... I looked in my jewellery box and found that I own quite a lot of gemstones, crystals and jewellery, not just in the jewellery form, but in their natural form too, and clearly have some sort of association with them because I was selling them in my shop. They had descriptions. There was more to it than I actually understood. Yeah. I've done a little bit of research, into when these stones were used. When did we first discover crystals and when were they used for healing? Because they are an ancient practice. They're seen today. We use them in Reiki. We use them around our home for cleansing. We use them for balancing the body. We use them in yoga for our chakras. We use them for all sorts of practices. But in the olden days, they were a big part of healing too. Can you have a guess? When these stones were first mined, when humans were first seen to be mining and using them, because I was quite shocked.
0: I'm going to say, because it usually is the right answer, ancient Egyptians.
1: (laughs) Ancient Egyptians. I don't know about the Egyptian timeline, but the um, UK timeline was around the time of Stonehenge. Oh, I think that was around about the same. Around time. that time, do you reckon? My history's terrible, but <laughs> a very, very long time ago, humans started to mine these stones. Our ancestors used them and gathered them from the earth for all sorts of practices. But you can see throughout the history books, even up until today, like they've been used a lot in jewelry as a mark of um, sort of how affluent you are. The queen has them in her crown. There's a lot of ancient different meanings to why we use them and the value of them to different people. If you think of jewellery, you think of maybe engagement rings and diamonds. Why do we give such expensive looking stones to people Mm -hmm. what's their symbol and where did this start the reason I've looked up here is that stones are valuable because they're considered rare and with their rarity is that they're precious so that's why we start to give like engagement rings with diamonds because of their value so yeah I wanted to just start from the very beginning really of what, what do these little stones mean to us I just wanted to have a little bit of fun and go back to the very basics of having a think about What stones do you currently have in your life? Where have you incorporated them and what they mean to you? So have a little note of like your favorite stones, but also have a think about what was your first bit of jewelry? Did it have a gemstone in it or a precious stone? We call these gemstones or precious stones because they have that kind of faceted sparkle. But essentially, whether it be a gemstone or a natural tumbler crystal stone, they're all from the earth, they're all natural They all have meaning and they all have energy. So have a think of, like I say, is it a piece of jewellery? What was your first piece of jewellery? Is there something in your family that's been passed along that's an heirloom? Is there a tradition that you have? Perhaps there's an unlucky stone. My unlucky stone is opal. My grandma didn't like it and it's been passed from my grandma to my Mm -hmm. mom to me that we don't have opal in our family. Couldn't tell you why, but, you know, it's intuition. Is there something you're drawn to? What you got, Dee? Okay, so
0: first I scribbled down turquoise, malachite and lapis and garnet because you were talking about things that are handed down and stuff. And those are stones that are really common in Arab culture and Palestinian jewelry and stuff. So a lot of the jewelry that I got handed down from my aunt and my grandmother, who both had just really nice taste in jewelry and really lovely pieces. And I've been handed them, you know, I've been handed up, down a few. And so I remember like in particular, turquoise was one of my favorite stones. And turquoise has got so much meaning in so many different cultures, doesn't it? It's like very turquoise spiritual. Turquoise like,
1: a huge history. They yeah. carried it in battle. I think it's the Battle of Hastings. It was taken to battle as a positivity charm in the hope that maybe their enemy would just not attack them, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: I can't hurt that person. Look at his turquoise. They've
1: got turquoise. <laughs> They're a nice person. And Isn't it's like a, a, a very
0: spiritual stone in... Native American culture and stuff. So it's got loads of different meanings, doesn't it? Those are the ones I kind of grew up with, um, which makes me sound very, very privileged, doesn't it? Um,
1: Nice, though, that you've grown up with them. And also there's quite a lot of birthstones there as well, which I'll go into later. But Turquoise is December's birthstone. Did you say Garnet?
0: Garnet. is
1: January.
0: Yeah. You also asked where they are. Where are they not is probably an (sighs) easier... (laughs) <laughs> so got them in jewelry obviously in my bra I think you have problem with your washing machine don't you and it's a suspected crystal obstruction yeah,
1: lodged in the pipe somewhere yeah, so like um,
0: on my desk on my altar on my by my doors so like kind of wherever I go they they're there in different. and
1: things. I bet most of that is based on intuition as well isn't it you dot them around move them around to what feels good and what looks pretty or yeah. what you feel comfortable with and that's kind of how crystal healing works really I say there's no rights or wrongs there are a few things that you shouldn't do which again I'll go into but generally like a lot of this is based on intuition and what you're attracted to I've noted here like magpies are attracted to sparkly things maybe we are too Mm. and also the thought of I'm a big believer that sometimes when you get a food craving like if I'm falling sick I will start to crave drinking orange juice. And I feel like that's my body's way of saying you need vitamin C. Well,
0: like how people who are mineral deficient start eating soil, like their body tells them to start licking the walls or eating soil.
1: Would it be crazy to think that our bodies are drawn to stones also that we need? Mm, I'm listening. Dot them around your house. Use them as healing tools for your meditation practice. You will see Reiki practitioners use them to balance energies in the body. I put here as well, like you can use them to balance energies in the mind and the spirit. You can use them for cleansing. Am I missing anything here, Day? Put them around your bath? Put them around your bath, yeah. Um, use them for protection. Mm-hmm. Use them just to look pretty as well yeah. as jewelry.
0: But not everything has to have a deeper, significant spiritual meaning. No, just choose that bit of jewellery because it looks pretty and it goes with your outfit.
1: Exactly. At the end of the day, if you see these little stones as energy and each one has a different type of energy, using them around the house to balance that energy or yourself or another person to protect yourself or for healing practice. Makes a lot more sense, right? Just like yeah. you'd use essential oils for burning or for massage, or like I say, the food that you eat that you crave or you need. To so the sciencey stuff, <laughs> pens at the ready. I don't want to go too complicated in the sciencey side because I started to think of how to explain this and then I just went down this really deep, horrible A level chemistry route, which I'm sure you don't want to know about. I just took it back to the thought process. If you look at a mammal, a human, an animal, even a plant, it is so easy to see the life that is in that thing. It moves, it grows, it reproduces, and it dies. And stones have the same kind of energy. Stones still come from the earth, so why can they not have the same energy? Yes, they don't reproduce. They don't have a heartbeat. They don't have a system like plants or humans or mammals do. Do you remember atoms at school? Mm -hmm. Yes. Everything you see in your room where you are now is made up of atoms. Everything. Even the air that you can't see has atoms. They're the tiniest particles known to man that make up everything and when it's solid, the atoms are arranged in kind of like a, a strong bond together to make the item really strong. Sometimes their bonds are slightly looser and they wobble around a bit and they're not as attracted to each other and you have things like water. Sometimes they're really loose and they're really not attracted to each other and they just kind of dance around and they're not forming a solid object at all, which creates the air. Stones are made up of these atoms too. And these little atoms have energy within them and they form strong bonds within them to make this type of stone that you see. So whether it's selenite, moonstone, diamond, diamond's a really good example if you compare that with carbon. You know, the structure that you see them is because of these atoms and because of what they're made up and their chemical component. They're from the earth. They're a natural organic thing. So if you take that and kind of break it down a little bit, is it hard now to understand, given these special little stones are formed from a natural reaction in our planet, resurfaced from the Earth's core, and made up of completely natural atoms in most cases? I mean, we have a few stones which are man-made or tinkered with, but the majority, especially the expensive ones, are completely natural. Is it hard then to think, well, we've got these little spinning Saturn-looking things, atoms, that have energy, that have negative ions, positive ions, they attract each other, they repel each other, they're giving off an energy. Now can you see where their energy comes from? A I little can. Bit? Especially can the you thing do? is they
0: must each have a different type, right?
1: Diamonds and graphite are a really good example of how a rock or um, compound can be made up of the same types of elements but because their bonds and their energy is different, you've got a whole different rock. Diamond has the same carbon and hydrogen atoms as graphite, they're the same formula. But because they are formed differently in the earth, graphite's that really kind of slaty black flaky rock do you know the pencil one lead. yeah pencil lead and we don't need to say what a diamond is it's like one of the hardest rocks and substances yeah. known
0: on earth and obviously so they physically appear completely different they
1: physically appear completely different because they reacted differently in the earth but their elements that they're made up of there, that to form the compounds that they are are exactly the same it's from these reactions that you get your lovely little crystal forms in the earth and then it pops up or its mind and its texture, its transparency, its colour its all to do with the reaction that it had within the earth and the elements and the atoms and how it's all formed to create this beautiful gem that we see as rose quartz, clear quartz, sunstone or whatever the crystal stone may be. One of the easiest ways I found of understanding how crystals and their healing properties were associated, because, yeah, great, we've established that rose quartz and sunstone and all these stones have an energy now, we know they're made up of atoms, but who decided that rose quartz, the famous stone of the heart, was for love? Mm-hmm. and selenite was the stone of cleansing and tourmaline was protection like who decided that was it a very high priest or priestess who just got a feeling one day and or has it become tradition over the years is it myth still how was that kind of put together all these books that we buy all these crystal healing books like who originally wrote the first one day there is a really strong association with the stones which has stood the test of time and that is the color healing element. So since the ancient Egyptian times, they used color to heal. So red was for healing blood, purple was for bruising, yellow was for jaundice. And you can see why, right? They're matching the color to the ailments. So for instance, they believed that wearing red would help someone with poor circulation. I dug into it a bit deeper, Dee, and actually color healing is being used today by scientists. Because colors emit different light waves, the light waves have different frequencies. So we see them as the different colours. And orange waves are seen as being more warm than purple rays. And scientists are now using lasers and the concept of creating these different colours and these different frequencies to heal wounds.
0: That's so interesting. I have seen that on Botched. You know that show I'm always telling you to watch. They had an infrared healing chamber to help with the healing.
1: We also associate food You know, anything green growing up as a child was like, uh, uh, that's healthy. Now, part of the colour healing as well, and I'm actually going to do a separate episode on this, but I I do think it's strongly linked with crystal healing and colour association is the chakra system. The very well known system of seven chakras used a lot in yoga, but each chakra has the colour associated with it. And those colours closely linked to the colours of crystal healing and the colours of association that we have in our day to day life. So I have a fun game for you where I've got some colors listed here and I've got the meanings of them that um, are associated with chakras which links to crystals which links to ancient times it all kind of ties in quite nicely and I want you to tell me what this color means to you and see if it matches any of the descriptions given when it comes to stones and healing and what it's associated with so no pressure, Dee, because you're about to prove or disprove this whole podcast. Are you ready?
0: And you're about to get a very creepy insight <laughs> into my mind. So
1: let's go. Okay, so tapping into your woo-woo subconscious side. Okay, so what do you associate red with? Um, boudoirs.
0: <laughs> boudoirs, yeah. Um, it's one of my favourite colours.
1: Well, because you're Aries, right? It's yeah. the color of fire. It's an action color. I think, which is like, your Aries. I think I
0: said boudoir because I meant like passion and love and romance.
1: Okay. Yeah, because of the heart. So kind of similar, actually. Red is the color of action. Mm-hmm. It's associated with your root chakra, which is to do with grounding. It is a warming color probably white's one of your favorite ones because I think it is associated with Aries if you think of fire warming and action and one of the stones that you could use if you need a bit of red in your life and a little bit of this element in your life is garnet which you mentioned is one of the stones in your life so I think that's a tick day for that one okay orange um sunrise new day happiness Happiness is a nice one. Orange is to do with relationships, expansion, new beginnings, closely linked with the sacral chakra, which is the next chakra up, which is to do with more relationships. I'm going to give you a tick for that one, two out of two. Good stones. I haven't noted them here, but just off the top of my head. Orange stones, we're thinking sunstone. That's associated with the sunrise. It's a really nice one if you need a bit of orange in your life. Yellow. Um, chirpiness. Chirpiness yeah well I've noted here if you need yellow in your life citrines stone of happiness do you mentioned yellow not to have it oh you've got it with your kid yes. not to have yeah, it somewhere. in the bedroom as the colour and that's because it's associated with mental alertness Mm-hmm. and it's to do with the solar plexus chakra so we're working up through the chakras here as mm-hmm. well which is kind of your confidence as well all sorts of things associated with that chakra which we will go into in another episode it's
0: your gut isn't it like trusting your gut and your instinct it's that chakra
1: yeah i was associate that one as well maybe the closest with my ego um mm-hmm. which is the one i struggle with yeah it's that balance of heart head a little bit light green d Now, this is a tricky one.
0: Spring, I was going to say.
1: Yeah, like um, nature and outdoors. Mm -hmm. You'd think, for those of you that do yoga, you might have guessed this. It's to do with the heart. Green is the colour of the heart chakra. Even though we strongly associate rose quartz with the heart, it's the one and only stone, rose quartz is pink. The rest of the stones really for the heart are tending to be green. So stones like peridot are good for the heart. If you want refreshing, light greens, refreshing and spontaneous. But we also have dark green or a rich green like emerald, which Mm -hmm. is for harmonizing and love. So turquoise D. Well, I was going to
0: say communication because I think it's the throat chakra, but I think that I'm just saying that because now I know we're doing chakras.
1: Ah, oh, so you found a cheat. I'm working my yeah. way through. We're still on the heart chakra, actually. Are um, we? Okay. But well, I then... think we're in between the throat and the heart a little bit. Um, for protection, you know, we mentioned before about taking it into battle and for strength as well. And also for pretty but pretty yeah there's so many people who are attracted to turquoise in my shop it's my best son in stone it's a good all-rounder so it must be a good balancer yeah. and just reading and learning that it's closely linked to this kind of middle chakra this middle area of the body makes a lot of sense and we'll go into that in the special episode based on chakras but the heart links your lower chakras to your upper ones it's the balancer it's the middle it's mm-hmm. the core it's your soul so it's kind of interesting that there's different shades for this area depending on if you need harmonization strength or a refresh okay next one pale blue
0: it makes me think of being light and airy
1: yeah air communication throat Mm. and dark blue is intuition um connecting with the third eye so, we're going up now from the throat chakra to the third eye chakra, which is the point in between your eyes. Dark blue, a very well known stone, is lapis lazuli. It's a really good one for developing intuition. You know, it's that kind of association with the third eye and getting to know a bit more of your subconscious. Violet.
0: My first response in my head was Parma violets, old ladies.
1: Oh, ladies. See, this is why it's hard because that is a classic of your upbringing and your ego and your, yeah. your life experience different to your maybe your soul interactions or your intuition. But
0: I guess I think of the color very much like lavendery type color. So I think like soothing, relaxing.
1: Yes. Well, a bit more It's amethyst. So that definitely is an uh, energy balancer violet is also associated with insight the crown chakra and also a very inspirational color as well pink
0: oh that makes me think of happiness
1: happiness yeah the heart rose quartz yeah. um unconditional love and release uh nice associations with pink white technically not really a color if you went to school and they taught you that but counts in this instance well obviously it's
0: it's culturally and historically the purity and innocence and stuff, isn't it? It's why brides wear white because they're virgins, obviously. Yeah. Um, so
1: is that it? Yeah, it's kind of a healing energy, a calm energy. I've noticed here universal energy. There's stones like howlite, which have a natural, calming, kind of angelic feel. I things love howlite. Like- so nice isn't it it reminds me of angels you think of angels when you think of white or white feathers and then black Mm -hmm. well really putting d on the spot here (laughs) by the way you can probably tell she doesn't get briefed on anything i'm gonna throw at her
0: yeah but what i do is i just take out all the pauses so it makes it sound like i'm super on it and on the ball (laughs) um So I know a lot of people have negative connotations about black and I'm actually scared of the dark, but I love black in terms of clothing and jewelry and makeup and everything. So I'm going to say, oh, I'm going to say gloomph.
1: Gloomph? Have you made up a word? No, I
0: haven't. But you know how we live near Strawberry Hill House? Yeah. It It was owned by Walpole. Harry Walpole? Henry Walpole. It was owned by Walpole, who was an author but who was more famous for being like friends with all of the Bram Stoker and stuff like that. It's like every room is done in a completely different wacky style. But apparently the interior, he said that he was aiming for gloomth, which is his word, kind of like jeggings are jeans and leggings, but this is like hundreds of years ago. Gloomth was gloomy warmth gloomy warmth which I love I was like that's literally my vibe gloomy warmth
1: <laughs> it is a good word it mm-hmm. is.
0: so black makes me think of gloom.
1: gloomy warmth mm. no sorry that's not on my list <laughs> but we should change it I think yeah. The black is a universe, well, actually, I'm going to, yeah, universal mystery. So it's a very mysterious colour. It's also a visioning colour. Um, it's also a protection colour. So stones like tourmaline or black obsidian or patchy tears, they're all very dark black stones and they have very similar meanings and they're all to do mm-hmm. with kind of witches are associated with wearing black and gloom is dark and mysterious. Um, did you say with a warming vibe? Yeah, gloom. It's gloomy warmth.
0: So it makes me think of like cosy. Yeah, Mm
1: -hmm. almost like I'm picturing that room and it's going to be like, it's not quite black, like a very dark grey.
0: And there's a fireplace and comfy sofas.
1: Yeah, we should go visit there. I'd love to see the gloom room. And my last one, Dee, you'll be relieved to know is brown. It makes me think of like nature. I was gonna yeah, go, I was fine. I was you were going to go say, high poo.
0: Brow with it. Yes, nature. <laughs> um, but yeah, a very natural, earthy, grounding vibe.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it's associated again with the root chakra. It's about grounding and being rooted and nature and feeling the earth. So we do have an association of colour and these things. And whether that is because we're brought up with them our experiences with them or it's in a subconscious vibe there are certain things which have been carried through like you say black is witchy which is also mysterious pink is associated with love and the heart which matches perfectly what the stones are and their meanings as well so, you know if you ever want to get into your stone healing or try it my suggestion is to maybe not grab the massive book or Google the stone meanings because you'll find so much out there and some of it will conflict and you'll get very confused about this stone does this, but then someone else says it does that. And there's also like the physical healing compared to the emotional healing, which is then the spiritual healing. I would really advise to just start with the colors and their meaning of what they mean to you. And a lot of people who are buying stones from my shop, I tell them to just like pause for a moment not think about it. Sometimes don't read the descriptions and just see which one catches their eye. I had a little boy come in who wanted to buy one for his mom. Aww. And I told him to think of his mom and hold and close his eyes and hold that picture of her. And this is a six year old boy wanting to get a Christmas present for his mom. Wait, and where was this. his mom? <laughs> um he, she was somewhere else he'd come in with his daddy
0: oh right okay yeah <laughs> <On> his own. <laughs> yeah. Um, a confident um, child <laughs> I'm here to buy crystals for my mother
1: <laughs> yes yeah, sometimes I do get very random children coming in thinking where are your guardians but now he come in with his daddy and true sorry if you're a man and you're good at shopping but true to the style of my experience is that when the men come in with their son and a present for the mom they like to let the child choose because then the child can sort of take the blame lame. if it's rubbish yeah and also because the child has been with the mom in the daytime to my shop and then the poor child is put on the spot of where did mommy look what did she pick up what did she like it's a Very common story, so he felt this huge pressure to like choose this stone for his mom because mommy had been hanging around this area and he couldn't remember which one. Oh, and awesome. I know, so he closed his eyes and he thought of his mom and he opened them and he saw which one he was drawn to and he went for rose quartz, the oh, stone of love. That's
0: such a cute story.
1: Oh, no I'd have been trouble mom
0: you know that mom cried
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and we made it into a little necklace for her and put it in a box with the meaning the oh. other customer in the other corner of my shop was getting a bit emotional and had to leave it was a very nice moment but <laughs> um I can't remember where I started now oh it was to go with your intuition and just go mm-hmm. with what you're drawn to and use the kind of color vibe or the color healing yeah, if
0: you pick up, to start off with, if you pick up a dictionary of crystals and try to memorise everything, you're going to get overwhelmed, aren't you? Whereas yeah. if you go by like learning one stone as a, at a time as you're drawn to it, that's quite fun. And for me, I've always had more luck just going and having a little look and picking one what that
1: falls like. into your life, hey? Well, that leads me to the other discussion of where do you buy your crystals? I think it's important to get your crystals from a reputable source where they've been Mm -hmm. stored nicely. There's a lot
0: of unethical mining isn't there?
1: Unethical mining sometimes you don't get what you think you're gonna get on the internet. Poor Michael at Christmas I put on my list one that I wanted because like you do sometimes I wake up thinking I need this and I go through my book my index or I see what pops out and there was one particular one that I just right, I can't pronounce it, which I'd never seen or heard of before, but I just decided I really wanted it. Don't even know its meaning, but just kind of felt that was the one for me. So he had it on the Christmas list to get me. He ordered it from Etsy and this horrible bit of plastic with a scabby end came. Oh god. And bless him, he's not an expert, but he showed it me and said, Is this right? And I was like, What is that? It's oh not god, even real. So yeah. Funny
0: slash terrible. Yeah. Anti- Etsy seller.
1: Yeah, very naughty. I won't mention the name because maybe it was a mistake. But this is why you have to be careful because sometimes you're not even getting what you said. Like you
0: said, there's a lot of man-made versions of stones. And some of them have their own meanings, like opalite. Some people use opalite instead of opal, and it's got its own distinct meaning. But there's a lot of people that make artificial versions and sell it as the real thing. And yeah. that's not
1: cool. Okay, so you've got your crystals. Well, you've decided on your crystals. You purchase them from a reputable source. Now is the time to then cleanse them. So they picked up energy, like I say, from wherever they've been. Hopefully it's a good energy. But it's always a good practice to clean them and also to clean them regularly as well. And you might have heard us talking on some of our other podcasts about us cleansing our crystals on a full moon. And
0: we've also talked about cleansing in terms of tarot decks.
1: Yes, we did. The suggestion is to wash your crystals. If you have water you've left out under the full moon grate, we call it moon water. You can just use like natural distilled water as well. I'm actually really naughty. I use tap water, but it does them no harm. Because I feel like it's the intention of cleaning them that's more important. Don't wash your porous crystals like selenite so just double check first if they are water soluble because you don't want them to fizz and dissolve that's one to mention that is not water friendly most of them are though so you can give them a little wash The ones that you can't wash or you feel need a little bit extra, you can smudge them with your incense. White sage is a great one for clearing old energy. You can also set intentions on your crystals and meditate with them. D&I did a course on uh, protection where you can create a crystal bag, visualize what you need it to do for you, pop crystals together in a bag, smudge them, um, meditate, visualize. It's all about setting your intentions on what you want that crystal to do. Find your own way, find your own practice, pick and choose the bits you want to do, follow your intuition. Dee and I love to do it on a full moon because it is believed that the full moon recharges them.
0: We just love doing everything on a full moon, don't we? Yeah. It's a very busy is, time for us. It is
1: a very busy time. The list just gets longer. Okay, so um you've bought them and you've cleansed them, you've programmed them, where to use them. So I like to dot them around my house. I like to meditate with them. I like to have them on my desk. What do you do with yours, Dee?
0: So you got me this cute little moon dish and I have it on my desk. And so I put the ones relating to the moon phase here and some other ones and whichever ones I want, basically. And then I've got my altar over there. So I've got my other ones there. And then I've got some on the windowsill that like to live on the windowsill. Different ones go in my bra. I recently learned about Appetite which is actually Mm -hmm. the name of a crystal, not just what by coincidence or not by coincidence is what it's supposed to help you with. So appetite is supposed to be a good one for self-control, especially when it comes to like food. So I've put that next to my seat on the sofa because that's where I do most of my snacking.
1: Some suggested ones for different rooms I've noted here Mm -hmm. is yeah, rose quartz or amethyst are great for the bedroom because the stone of love and amethyst is stone of balance. So it absorbs energy or gives that energy where it's needed. Now, I mentioned that there's no right or wrong with crystals really, except for having a lot in your bedroom, because they give off so much energy. It is not great to have a huge amount in the room where you sleep and definitely don't have ones that are for, you know, focus, awareness, creativity, thinking like your citrines, don't have them in a place where you're trying to create calm and perhaps don't have stones which conflict each other. If you're trying to create a certain aim or goal, nothing bad will happen, but you just might find that the energy is just affecting you a little bit differently. And in the case of the bedroom, it's going to be not sleeping, right? There's also good ones for your office or your study or the place that you work. Especially with computers, you know, we have this worry of phones and computers giving off that, those electromagnetic waves.
0: This is the thing I kind of love because obviously the ancient Egyptians and the people building Stonehenge were not mining crystals for technology in terms of phones and protecting you from 5G <laughs> waves and whatever, right? So this is prime example of the meanings of crystals evolving.
1: Yeah, then they'll probably evolve even more and more, be proven, hopefully yeah you're right so the ones for computers is tourmaline it's the go-to one i think i said in one of my other episodes that a physician a physicist not a physician a physicist physicist came in a guy who does physics which one is that day Physic- this <laughs> <laughs> like sheldon off the big bang yeah. Sheldon came into my shop and asked for tourmaline oh because God. it protected against these electromagnetic waves. If he wanted it for that, I'm I'm sold today. Tourmaline's a blackstone as well, so we mentioned before it's good for protection. Hematite is good for concentration, good for grounding, good to have by your feet. Amethyst again for that um, energy balance, so absorbing and giving where it's needed, because we want to create an area of calm but also focus and concentration. Okay, so the living room. Now I've written here, the living room is quite a personal space. So everyone's use of a living room is very different. For some, it's a family room with a lot of chaos and happiness and activities. For some, it's a go-to place in the evenings to just chill out and watch TV. I eat in my living room as well. Some people have open-plan living room kitchen areas. So I think living rooms are very special places, very communal places. For other people as well, it might be the area where you have an altar. And so really what you use in that room should really reflect on your use of the you room? Need. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Two crystals for the living room, I've noted, are selenite, which is clearing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A lot of people use it to, instead of smudging.
0: And it's supposed to be like the doors and in the corners, apparently.
1: Great to wave around corners like you would a smudge stick yeah. where that negative en- or stagnant energy gets. Up. i don't know if you've ever done this d do when you have a massive spring cleaning you move your furniture and you change things around or you do a dust and then you walk back into the room and it just feels lifted mm-hmm. because you move stuff that's the kind of feeling of selenite and amethyst again pops up for nearly every room because it is, balance, if, if you don't amethyst.
0: have any crystals and you want to get a starter crystal
1: amethyst is a good one Five, is two, one i have it on my house plants if they're dying it's the stone of healing it's a stone of beauty it's a stone of balance
0: oh in that case i'm gonna need about 20 amethyst stones
1: are you for your plants
0: (laughs) for all of the plants
1: (laughs) yeah it's a really good one for healing and helping plants if they're struggling a little and finally the bathroom we said about cleansing them under the moon but you could also have a moon bath with them so take them with you when you're having a bath calming healing style crystals again it's good to kind of check what you need. What are your intentions for your bath? Is it to kind of gain clarity and insight? Is it to relax? Is it to meditate and clear? Is it to ground? See what you need for you. Now, I'm just going to finally finish up because I did promise to talk about birthstones. stones. pulling her face a little bit, Dee, because I really don't get birthstones and hoped that by learning or researching their history that something would click into place. Do you like your birthstone? Do you associate with it, understand it?
0: I mean, I always used to joke that mine was obviously very high value because it's a diamond, but I've never been super drawn to diamonds. No. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to say no. And I think they're very pretty. To me,
1: birthstones are a little bit like Valentine's Day. A kind of thing that has a history to it, but over the years has changed. Its meanings changed, and they've now become a bit of a marketing ploy. I was going to say
0: something—a guide for boyfriends who don't know what to get their partner.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to make
0: so, it feel like they've given some thought.
1: <laughs> exactly, and don't get me wrong—they are thoughtful. And if you've looked up someone's birthday and found their birthstone, for some, it means a lot. But I think because I don't bond with my birthstone, mine's emerald. And also because I know that I have alternates, hematite's another one for me, which has no link spiritually, healing-wise, colour-wise at all. They're not even the same meaning. So I don't understand how they're associated with May. I really struggle to get to know how the birthstone thing works. And I team that up with knowing a little bit now about zodiac signs and, you know, personalities due to your sun sign. Which again, birthstones can be associated to your sun sign, your zodiac sign. But I've tried to see the correlation of the stone for Taurus, emerald. Why emerald, a green stone, the stone of the heart, would be linked to a sign of May, spring, which is also linked to the root chakra. Taurus, very grounded, very rooted. Yeah. I don't see the correlation. But if anyone does or they can explain this or convince me, then please let me know. But for those of you who are into your birthstones or perhaps you do bond with your birthstone or have some history with it, they're not just a recent marketing thing. They do have a little bit more history than that and can be traced back to the Bible times. Oh, I was going to um, say,
0: they've definitely been around for a long time, haven't they?
1: Yeah, so they're mentioned in the Bible. Moses set out four directions for making special garments for Aaron, the high priest of the Hebrews. He wanted a breastplate that was to contain 12 precious gemstones, which represented the 12 tribes of Israel. Later on, these 12 stones made in the breastplate were linked to the 12 signs of the Zodiac these 12 stones which were represented with signs of the zodiac then moved to be associated with the 12 months of the calendar year and that's where the association that's comes cool. with them yeah so the birth stone for january is garnet like we said believed to provide safety during travels and these are the old meanings as well mm-hmm. that why he created this breastplate with these stones because he wanted to include each of these meanings february's birthstone is amethyst which is thought to make you courageous amethyst has a very different meaning now so it's interesting how it's changed Mm. march is uh, aquamarine which is associated with healing april is diamond which is associated with love so may is uh, emerald and emerald is associated with love which we said earlier, the green stone, love. June is pearl and they're a symbol of purity. July is ruby.
0: Wait, sorry, can we just go back to pearl being a sign of purity? Isn't that weird? Because it's made from an an impurity in the oyster. It is, isn't it? At us on Twitter and tell us what you were thinking.
1: Yes, (laughs) please do, Moses. July is ruby and ruby is said to ward off evil. August is the stone peridot, which is symbolizing strength, also known as the evening emerald. September is sapphire. Lucky September. I always think yeah. April and September, you lucky gits, like yeah. the expensive ones.
0: Yeah, no um, one's buying us our birthstone. No one's buying us diamonds. <laughs> They're like, oh, wouldn't it be nice to get her her birthstone? Oh, she's diamond. Fuck that. Let's get her yeah. bouquet <laughs> of flowers from the garage. <laughs>
1: I do think the colours of these go with the seasons a little bit as well, which goes down to the marketing thing. But don't get me down that road. So, yeah, sapphire awards uh, again against evil, especially Poisoning Day. Oh,
0: good. Mm. good to know.
1: Um, October is opal, which represents faithfulness and confidence. November is topaz, which is associated with love and affection. And finally, December is turquoise, which we mentioned before, which is thought to symbolise luck and success. Ah, which is probably why it was taken in battle mm. so don't get me wrong there are I don't know what you think deep there seems to be things in there which we've picked and move forward with our stone healing and then there's things which make no sense at all
0: it well you does. might read about your birthstone and think yeah I love that that's what I need that's what I want in which case great
1: exactly there's no right or wrongs Yeah, so that is my chat on crystals. I hope it's added some more info and insight. really hope that you like the sciencey bit, Dee.
0: I wanted to ask if there was ever a crystal that you came across that you didn't like or that you felt bad vibes from?
1: There is one which I can't even stand to be in the same room as, which is Moldavite. Mm. It's one of the few stones which isn't from Earth. It landed from an asteroid in the Ukraine. So it's from space. So it's kind of like an alien-looking stone.
0: It's all Maldivite from that one asteroid. Yeah. So one. an asteroid landed not in know
1: the Ukraine. Don't quote me on it, but the majority of it is from there, which is why it's so expensive and so rare. So I went and bought some from Charlie's Rock Shop. Very much like I do, I go there on a mission you could spend a long time in there seeing what you're attracted to but you could spend a fortune in there and spend days in there Well, I came out with Moldavite because not because I was attracted to it but I just had this vision that I needed it for a friend and got this little sliver got home didn't feel very well the next day I had such a funny turn it was from having this stone it wasn't even a stone it's like a sliver of and I thought it's bothering me. So I put it in the garden shed out of sight and out of mind. And I just felt so much better. I nearly called an ambulance because I was spinning, Dee. I was really spinning. I wasn't sure if I was on a stroke or panic attack or a funny turn. My heart was pounding. I never felt so woozy and weird because of that stone. And the weird thing is that when I went to get it from my friends, it had gone. <laughs> I don't know where it's gone. And it's not like one of those things where you put it in a safe place and forget where you put it because I knew exactly where I put it because it was bothering me so much.
0: Can I tell you my favourite stone that I touched?
1: Yes, we didn't do favourites, did we? What's your favourite? Well,
0: favorite? this is the favourite stone that I touched. So, when I went, My parents lived in Washington, D.C. for a bit and I went to go visit them. And there's um, one of the Smithsonian museums is the um, Space Museum. And we went there and they have a piece of the moon that you are able to touch
1: oh my goodness how special
0: and I spent ages just touching this rock and like I was there with my mom and my sister and I was telling them like this is a piece of the actual moon I'm touching
1: so cool day it's really cool
0: I was like how is there not a line of people behind me how old were you oh 27
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking you were really young like eight years old (laughs) (laughs) No. still that's really special
0: that was our episode on crystals I feel like I've learned so much and I'm so excited about sort of continuing my crystal journey in our lunar planner we've got loads of information right about different crystals for different moods um functions and stuff and we've got loads of information about that on our website most of the crystals that we've mentioned about apart from like sapphires and diamonds we sell on our shop
1: with their descriptions as well we do give a little taster of the crystals energy don't we to help guides thanks for listening everyone hope you've learned lots and it's inspired you to go out and try some crystal healings or buy more thanks for listening everyone take care Bye. Bye. if you enjoyed that and you
0: want more from us why don't you head over to our patreon page patreon.com forward slash we knew the moon and check out some bonus content
1: also, if you want to stay up to date, you can follow us on our Facebook page at we.new.the.moon. If you could leave us a review on our Facebook page, that would mean a lot. Our Instagram handle is the same as our Facebook at
0: we.new.the.moon. moon. We are on Twitter at we knew the moon one. And we are also on Pinterest. Just search for We Knew the Moon.
1: Finally, if you want lots more fun, moon info, and all things spiritual, plus our lovely shop please visit our website weknewthemoon.co.uk